resurrection day when I see the one who took my sins away when all the trials of life would have all passed away and Jesus Christ wipes my tears away I'll finally be of this earthly life and I'll bear the image of eternal life now I'm home at last because he made the way by his love for me and his amazing Resurrection day, when I see the one who took my sins away, when all the trials of life would have all passed away, and Jesus Christ 
wipes my tears away. I'll finally be home at last. Finally be home at last. Now sing with me, I'm home at last. Rejoice with me, I'm Resurrection day When I see the one Who took my sins away When all the trials of life Would have all passed away And Jesus Christ Wipes my tears away I'll finally be Home at last Finally be with me I'm 
morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back to normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome out to the Potter's House Sunday morning worship service. We're here to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, put our hands together, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, we're going to start out by singing, uh, John was in the Spirit. Hallelujah. John was in the Spirit on Lord's day. He heard a voice from heaven, and this is what it said. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. Behold, I live forevermore. Behold, I live. Behold, I live. Behold, I live forevermore. Behold, I live. Behold, I live. Behold, I live forevermore. John was in the spirit on Lord's day. He heard a voice from heaven, and this is what it said. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. Behold, I live forevermore. Behold, I live. Behold, I live. Behold, I live forevermore. Behold, I live. Behold, I live. Behold, I live. Behold, I was in the Spirit. Take it out. John was in the Spirit. Oh, Lord, say. He heard a voice from heaven. And this is what it said. Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end. Behold, I live waiting for us through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> We're going to sing. There's a river of life. Amen. I know God's spirit is life. Amen. When he flows through you and I, we have the greatest life we can ever live this side of eternity. And there's a river of life. There's a river of life flowing down for me. Face the lane to walk and the blind to see. Open prison door, that's a gossip There's a river of life flowing down for me Bring up a well within my soul Bring up a well and make me whole Bring up a well and give to me Thank you. I thank you all the days of my life. 
sing about the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. Oh, 
says at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is truly Lord. Amen. We're going to continue to exalt him tonight as Lord of all. Excuse me, this morning as Lord of all. I'm going to sing, I don't know why Jesus loved me. Hallelujah. Thank God for the love of God this morning. Amen. Where 
Thank God he is Lord. Amen. 
and we're not. Amen. Thank God he's in control because sometimes we lose control. But thank God for the mercy and the grace of God. We want to come before the throne of grace this morning asking God, praying for our leaders, for God to help them and the load that they carry. Uh, guiding our fellowship, praying for Pastor Campbell, uh, recovery from a heart attack, uh, that God would help him uh, in that arena. Praying for our pastor, Paul Campbell, his wife, Linda, uh, that God would continue to help them, encourage them, bless them in the things of God, uh, as well as the assistant pastor, Chip Guineer, his wife, Lori, and the Cape Cod Congregation, thanking them for their faithfulness. Amen. We're praying for our leaders, uh, those in charge of the country, amen, that God will help them to make good decisions, uh, to bring a blessing on to our nation this morning. We're praying for our first responders, policemen, firemen, doctors, EMTs, nurses, caregivers, uh, uh, those in the military, that God would bless them, help them, encourage them, protect them. If they're not saved, draw them unto salvation as well. Uh, we're praying for our families, amen, that are not yet saved, that God would do a miracle in their life. We're praying <clears throat> for the children of Elizabeth, also her grandchildren, believing God to work salvation in their lives and do a miracle there. We're praying for uh, uh, Kitty, her son Freddie, for God to continue to work and do a miracle there helping in all the dynamics of that. Uh, we're praying for Alan as well, uh, for God to help him, amen, believing God for a miracle and uh, all that they are dealing with, praying for our sister Bev Lazarus, uh, healing in her body, as, long as, as well as um, uh, new converts, that God would help them as well. Uh, lifting my family up, amen, we lost, uh, uh, buried my uncle yesterday, uh, did a service there, so we're asking God to just uh, comfort them in a time of loss and that God would meet their needs, amen. We're praying for our, our niece, Laura, in Mexico, that God will continue to touch her, her body, as well as um, Jose, amen, uh, who do a miracle, amen. We're praying for um, a young man named Shiraz Shadri, uh, for God to continue to help him and uh, bringing deliverance in his life from uh, drugs and alcohol, and that God will use him in a powerful Powerful way, amen. amen. We're praying for our missionaries that labor overseas, that God would help them and the nations that they are preaching the gospel in, amen. And I just give them favor and all that they are laying their hands to, amen. Uh, let's all stand this morning. Uh, if you have a need upon your heart, uh, you be encouraged, you speak that out. God hears prayers uh, of faith this morning, amen. So let us proceed. Uh, uh, this morning, if you're watching online as well, you pray, uh, you ask God for your need this morning, and we're going to believe the Lord. Father, this morning we come before your throne once again, God. Uh, we're asking you, God, to meet the needs we've laid before you this morning. Um, oh, God, help our families, our loved ones, our friends, Lord, uh, who do not know you, that you would draw them unto salvation. Uh, Father, we pray for those who are sick in their bodies, uh, that you would do a miracle, for you are the master physician, God. 
We're asking you, God, to break every stronghold, every bondage, every addiction this morning by your mighty outstretched hand. Father, we pray for the people of God this morning that you would touch your sons and daughters in this place. God, that your word would be a quickening spirit. Lord, that you would bring revelation, direction, comfort, and peace this morning. And Lord, we're asking you to have right of way in our hearts. We don't want to leave this place not change. Therefore, God, you have access. Help us, God, do a miracle in each of us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You take time to say hello to someone this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. We welcome you all to our Sunday morning service here at the Potter's House. And, and we are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, we have services 1030 in the morning, as well as 7 o'clock in the evening. We also have a Wednesday evening service, 7 p.m. as well, uh, where the gospel is preached and hearts are changed. Amen. Prayer in the building Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 in the morning. Uh, get up in the early in the morning, lay a hold of God, you'll find great blessing in that. Amen. <clears throat> we also have prayer uh, Saturday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. Amen. And come out, be a part of that. After the outreach, we go into our local community and we make some noise for Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, the world's making a lot of noise for the devil, but we make noise for Jesus. And uh, we are excited about that. And so uh, uh, continue to. Pray for our outreaches that God will give us a fruitfulness in that time. Amen. There's going to be a men's class. This time it will be in, in the church in Washington, PA, this Saturday. And we're going to go down to the men's class there and uh, fellowship there and allow God to direct us. Amen. How I many know God needs men of God? Amen. And if you and I will make ourselves available, God will do work in us. Uh, 
and we can uh, we can change the world for Jesus. Amen. Jesus took 12 men and turned the world upside down. Amen. And he can still do that in this generation. So you'll be praying for the men's class in Washington with Pastor uh, Jeff O. Brian, hallelujah. That is all that we have for announcements. But I do want to say thank you for uh, your prayers for my family as we uh, uh, laid my uncle to rest yesterday. It was a glorious time. And uh, so it's not a sorrowful time when you know where you're going to spend eternity. Amen. And so he was right with God and we were just rejoiced uh, and uh, saw lots of family and friends. But we do appreciate uh, your prayers for my family. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to, amen, uh, take an offering this morning as we continue to support what God is doing. Uh, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know what? I don't want to go to church just because all they want is my money. Amen. Well, nobody ever says I don't want to go to work because the government wants my money. But how many know the government is always coming for his share? Amen. And uh, his share doesn't go down. It goes higher and higher and higher. Amen. God has remained at 10%. He is, he is faithful to help us. Amen. You know, when we give to God, God gives back to us. We cannot say the same about our government. Amen. Uh, they take much more than they give back. But so the better investment is the kingdom of God. And so this morning we are not uh, hesitant to give to God because uh, he has already blessed us so much. Amen. And uh, we understand the dynamics of that. Uh, we're going to give this morning because our city needs a miracle. And that is linked to people trusting God. Yes. And giving sins that we trust you, God. Amen. And God honors that. And uh, we can have impact in this place uh, beyond our wildest dreams as long as we continue to say, God, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Amen. And as we do that, God is going to help us. So, Brother Angelo, you want to come this morning? We're going to pray. Over the offering this morning, you obey the Lord. Uh, you do your very, very best. Uh, we're going to allow Jesus to have his way this morning as we pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we are privileged to be in your presence again this morning, God, and to offer unto you the finances, Lord, simply that you have given us the ability to have. Lord, we take this free will offer on God, giving our tithes, our offering, besides obeying you, God, releasing in faith, God, knowing that you will respond in a powerful way, Lord. Bless this morning the gift that is given and the giver who gives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to sing, I'm so glad Jesus set me free. 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 Singing glory, hallelujah. Satan had me bowed. Satan had me bowed, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me bowed, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus set me free. On my way to heaven, shouting victory. On my way to heaven, shouting victory. On my way to heaven, 
shouting victory, singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus set me free. Jesus set me free. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. I left you hanging there a little bit. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> oh, it's so good to be free to serve God. Amen. In these crazy Crazy, insane times, you and I have our sanity uh, because we've chosen to serve God. Amen. Give your Bibles this morning. We're going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 11. Genesis, and I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, When God Visits. Hallelujah. When God Visits. And we're going to... Read in Genesis 11, verse, the first nine verses this morning to set the stage for where God wants to take us. I want to be preaching this morning on uh, the social environment of our world and how that is linked to, to uh, God responding. Uh, many people don't understand that, you know, uh, there are certain things that a society can do that will begin to cause a visit from God. And that can be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. Amen. Uh, but it is the reality that God has not simply left us here on our own. But he is active. He's involved in what he's doing. He has a will that he wants to have done in the earth. And uh, when we begin to go against that, uh, it can trigger some different dynamics in God. So we want to read Genesis chapter 11. Beginning with verse 1. The Bible says, And the Lord and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them. Uh, thoroughly, and they had brick for stone, and they had slime for mortar. And it goes on to say in verse 10, uh, excuse me, and they said, go to a, go, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing uh, will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And then it goes on to say, Go, go down, to, uh, go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore this name is called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, uh, and, uh, and from there uh, the Lord scattered them abroad upon all uh, 
of the earth. Amen. And so uh, we know this story. Well, this is the story of the Tower of Babel. As they begin to, uh, this is after the flood, man begins to populate the earth again, and uh, they're going on, and uh, the first thing they begin to do uh, is to build this place called Babel. And this is an infamous tower, and the word Babel means confusion. And it is given that name because God came down to confuse their language. And so the dynamic I want us to focus in on is in uh, Genesis 8 and 10. Uh, Genesis 10 verses 8 and 10. And Cush begot Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, and uh, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. So this man Nimrod uh, somehow became a, a powerful leader in his day, and he decided we're going to build a tower that is going to reach to heaven. Literally what he's saying is, uh, we don't need God to reach heaven, we're going to do it on our own. We're going to make our own way, and this is what this building was all about. Uh, they're going to establish this Without God. No, God, no doubt they knew God existed. These were the people that lived after the flood. And so, I mean, no, the flood was probably still big news back then. Uh, uh, this thing happened, the, the ark landed, and uh, now they're deciding, well, we know about the God that Noah talked about. We know that story about Noah, but we have a better idea. We can get to heaven on our own ingenuity. I mean, what that sounds like today. We've got the technology. We can, we can go to the moon. Of course we can go to heaven. I mean, we've got the rockets to do that. So Nimrod was in charge of this. And the Bible says somehow this man, uh, maybe through his charismatic personality, has, has uh, gathered the whole world to build his project. In other words, later for God, uh, I want everyone employed in what I'm doing building this kingdom so we have Nimrod setting up this kingdom without God at all involved in this. Amen. It says he began to be a mighty one before the Lord and somehow this man began to be able to capture the whole world. I mean there's certain charismatic people in the world and they can gather a crowd, amen. They, they can begin to move people to do things. They, they have this gifting that they use for an evil purpose. But they begin to gather people for their purposes. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, the corporations of our day do. Uh, they learn the psychology of humanity. They can manipulate us by what we see, by what we hear. Uh, how many know a lot of times you go in the store and you buy stuff. And afterwards you say, why did I buy that? Because they know how to package it. They know how to present it to you. And it just says, buy me. And you says, okay. And you get home. It's like, why did I buy this? Because they know how to manipulate the mind. And so here's this man, Nimrod. He knew how to manipulate people into his program and into what he wanted to build. Unfortunately, what he wanted to build was not something that was godly founded. Amen. So Nimrod was able to change the social climate of his day. 
This was a day after the flood. Uh, people knew about God, but yet he was able to change the social climate of his day and, and influence people uh, away from God and not towards God. Think of how many things today are trying to influence people away from God. Everywhere you look, there's an influence away from God. We don't want to point you toward the things of God. We don't want you, uh, uh, you know, many places uh, the gospel is outlawed. You can't even preach it because uh, the world wants to influence people away from God. Uh, this was the, uh, uh, the whole impetus of taking prayer out of school. We don't want our young people learning about God. We don't want to point them to God. We want to point them to the world. Amen. And so man says, I want a world without God. This, this is the spirit of Nimrod. Building something that is godless. And if we be honest this morning, we are living in a godless society. Amen. Yes, there's lots of churches but uh, no one is attending because they're being influenced in other directions. This is the spirit of Nimrod. We're going to build this utopic society, but it's going to be void of God. This is a picture of the Tower of Babel and the social climate of um, that day. Hallelujah. One of the well-known visits that is made in society because of the climate of society was the visitation of Sodom and Gomorrah. We know the story well, how God began to visit this place. And the Bible says this in Genesis uh, 13, verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And so here's this city of Sodom. It is a, <clears throat> a prosperous city. It is a city that is a leadership city. People desire to go there. Fat Lot, Lot saw it and said, you know what? This is a nice place. I want to go to Sodom. Uh, there's a prosperity there. Uh, there's great things happening. And so Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. So Sodom was this desirable place to be. Yet God says uh, there was a social climate there that he had to look into. Genesis 18 verse 20. And the Lord said, because of the city, but the cry of Sodom and uh, Gomorrah is great. And because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. So here's God saying, uh, I've, I've checked the social temperature of Sodom and I've got to visit the city. So they were conducting themselves in a lifestyle in the city of Sodom that got God's attention and caused a response from God, which was a visit from God. So what I want us to understand this morning is, that, is our social climate of our nations can cause God to visit. Because God is, in, God is he, he's concerned about what is happening in the social realm of life because that will determine how we point our lives. And so God loves us. He doesn't want us being swept away in a godless society like Babel or a moral society like Sodom and Gomorrah. 
And so he visits the Tower of Babel and he visits Sodom and Gomorrah. Jeremiah 50 verse 40 <clears throat> says this. And God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring cities thereof, saith the Lord. <clears throat> so shall no man abide there, neither shall <clears throat> any uh, son of man dwell there. So it wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah. It was the surrounding cities. Because their influence had begun to reach out into other places. I mean, no, large cities can influence smaller cities. And change the social climate of a city. And so God saw this happening and he said, you know what? I cannot let this proceed further. I have to visit this. I have to deal with this because I don't want this to continue. So he <clears throat> confuses the language. The Tower of Babel is destroyed and they leave off building them. He visits Sodom and Gomorrah, surrounding cities. He judges that uh, it ceased to exist. But something very, very interesting in the book of 2 Kings that we read. <clears throat> this is very powerful. 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 7. It's talking about King Josiah. And he break down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord with the women wove hangings for the grove. So God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you do the chronology, when uh, uh, King Josiah began to remove the house of the Sodomites, uh, it was 1,249 years from the time that God had destroyed Sodom. But yet here's the houses of the Sodomites. How is that possible? God destroyed it. Well, what we're looking at is the problem was not the people of Sodom, but the spirit they allowed to have expression through their lives. It was the spirit. And so this spirit was not destroyed when the flesh of people in the, in the Sodom was destroyed. I mean, oh, there are fallen spirits in our world today. There are unclean spirits. There are demonic spirits. And they're looking for people to have expression through their lives. And so here, a thousand plus years later, here are these people, and they have this same spirit working through them. Because we're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, we can't get locked in on this person. Is that No, no, there's a spirit manifesting through them. And uh, this is what the Bible is pointing out to you and I. In fact, Jesus addresses this very powerfully in the Gospel of Matthew and chapter 12 uh, as he's, he's giving this spiritual illustration. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he saith, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also this wicked generation. So Jesus is giving a spiritual uh, insight here. He's saying uh, that these spirits are looking for a body to have expression through. 
And uh, when, you, when a person gets delivered, that spirit doesn't just die, but again, it begins to wander. It's looking for someplace else. It's looking for another for rent sign. Amen. Uh, listen, is this apartment available? And so he, he, he's walking, and the Bible says there's desert places. He can't find anyone. He says, I know what I do. I still got this plugged into my GPS. I'll go back to my old place. I'll see if it's rented out or not. And he goes back, and now Jesus says that it's empty, it's clean, but it's empty. No one is occupied. In other words, there's been no spiritual access given to God. And so that spirit enters back in, and it says, hey, this place is nice. And it calls up seven of his friends. Hey, you got to come over here. I got a nice place to live for us. And they all come over, amen. And he says, the end is worse. And so, <clears throat> when we see Josiah breaking down the house of the Sodomites, who we thought were destroyed in Sodom and Gomorrah, it's a spirit. It is changing the climate because it has access, expression through people's lives. No doubt, as we sit here this morning, we all know someone, and we, we can look at their life and say, you know what, uh, that's not right. There's something working through there uh, that is not correct. And so these spirits uh, are on the earth and looking for people who they can begin to have expression through. So God takes the social temperature of a society. And he visits not because he, he's, uh, he's a hateful God. He visits because he doesn't want to see us our lives destroyed by these spiritual things. So God takes the temperature of society. Let's talk about social temperature. Because you and I are living in very interesting times. And I believe we're living at a time where we're closer than ever to uh, the return of Jesus Christ. And uh, that means that the devil is going to begin to manifest even more. Uh, how many know uh, when you corner an animal, it becomes more dangerous, amen? Because it's going to fight its way out, amen? Uh, no matter what you, it's going to be a battle. And the devil's time is short. God is cornering him. And so he is now beginning to manifest in a more powerful way. And see, don't forget, because God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, he, he requires the same social temperature in every generation. So Sodom was a leading city, and it wanted nothing to do with God's morality. So what type of decisions are our leaders making? Because we live in this world, I mean, but there are leaders who basically set the temperature of our societies. And their decisions are going to uh, cause a spiritual temperature before God that's going to get God's attention. It's like in Babel. They're building this tower and they think uh, no big deal. But God was watching the temperature. And he says, you know what? I've got to visit this. And in Sodom, they're living the way they want to live, doing what they want to do. And it caught God's attention because the temperature changed. And he says, I have to visit this. So the times we're living in are very strange. Yet the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. Isn't that interesting? 
People think, well, this is a new thing. This is a new fad, a new style. And, and the Bible says it's all been done before. There's nothing new. And the result's always the same. Hallelujah. So our current leaders of the nations of the world, especially our nation, are making decisions uh, about the spiritual climate, the social climate of our world. So I just wanted to share some of these with you this morning. This is probably going to be very shocking to you, but it's the world that we live in. So our current leaders needed to hire someone to be in charge of the nuclear waste of our nation. I mean, no, that's a pretty important job. If nuclear waste gets out, we're all in trouble. Amen. And so you want to hire someone for this job who has integrity, uh, who's grounded in their thinking and uh, level-headed because this is not, you know, what uh, hiring someone uh, to, to sell burgers at the Wendy's. Amen. Uh, this is a serious job. Nuclear waste. You can destroy an entire nation if nuclear waste is not handled properly. So what they did was they hired a man named Sam Britton. And this is Mr. Sam Britton. He is in charge of the nuclear waste of our nation. Because our leaders looked and said, this is someone we want to put in a place of importance. And uh, he's hired for the job of taking care of all of the nuclear waste in our nation. To make sure things are running right, running properly. Yet he himself um, makes this statement, he says, I'm binary. And what that means, he says, I'm not male or female, whatever that means, amen. But this is his thought process. I'm binary. I know what God said, but no, I, I, I don't have either gender. I'm just out here. And our leaders look and say, this is somebody who's level-headed. This is someone we can trust with all of the nuclear waste that exists in our nation. Amen. Well, in fact, he's no longer in the job because he was arrested for stealing luggage at an airport. He goes to an airport. He steals the luggage. It happens to be the luggage of a, of a, um, a woman from Africa. She was a clothes designer. So in this piece of luggage, she had a dress she had just designed. It was never sold yet. She had just designed it. He steals it. And then one day he's wearing it. Uh, he, they're photographing him. And she sees the photograph. She says, hey, that's my dress. The guy's wearing my dress. And lo and behold, they, they track it down. Uh, they got the video surveillance, him taking it back. And so uh, today he, he's, he's on trial for theft. But our leader said, this is a, a level-headed individual that we can trust with our nuclear waste. Amen. At the height of the pandemic, 2021, height of the pandemic, people are dying from COVID-19. Uh, many, many <clears throat> lives lost. A tragic scenario. So our leaders needed to hire someone to... Uh, uh, give us information, give us insight, uh, uh, try and stem uh, this uh, loss of life. So they hired a man uh, named Rachel uh, Levine. This is Rachel Levine, who was actually 
Richard Levine before he became Rachel Levine. He was hired and now is the second in command in our health system. Now, before they hired him as a federal level, uh, maybe you don't know this, but he was actually the health secretary of our state here in Pennsylvania. And uh, one of the things he did during the pandemic was uh, his mother was in a, in a nursing care home. So he took her out, put her in a hotel, and then he began to send all the elderly infected with COVID back to the nursing homes after he removed his mother. And we know that many in the nursing homes succumbed to that because uh, basically they, they were held captive by the virus. And so they're sending people back in uh, and, and they're killing the elderly. And uh, this individual made the decision to do that. And uh, our leaders look at his track record and say, you know what? That's somebody we could use for the pandemic. That's somebody who is level-headed, who's making good decisions. And so they hire him at the federal level, and now he's second in command. And so they're making decisions that are not grounded, amen. So let's come closer to home, hallelujah. Pittsburgh, maybe you've been riding down the road and you've seen uh, this billboard. When I first came in, I'm riding, I see, and I'm looking at this picture. I'm saying, man, something's not quite, uh, I can't figure it out. So one day I'm reading, and uh, this is Billy Nardozzi. Billy Nardozzi was a rock and roll singer here in the local uh, realm, of music realm. Uh, but he decided to become Rachel Ann Bovier, known as Pittsburgh's poetess. And now he's, he's, uh, she's embraced as this great poetess uh, on the news, articles, all the billboards. Um, and uh, our city just that way. This is someone who will be our, our, our official poetess of our city. And so we're in trouble. They're changing the spiritual climate because what all of these have in common, listen to me this morning, what they all have in common is uh, there are men who now claim to be women um, and they're in places of positions uh, making decisions uh, to, 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 uh, uh, that are going to affect our lives. So we have a second in command and health control of the nation a man who thinks he's a woman who's going to give us medical advice. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? But yet the climate is we, we, we hate God so much, we're going to promote what God hates. And this is what triggers a visit from God. This is what triggers a visit from God. And so our society is primed. I'm not talking about final judgment, hell, environment. I mean, no, God destroyed Sodom, but he didn't destroy the world. God will visit areas uh, that are in, in rebellion to him, and he'll begin to shake things. Our world is in rebellion to God. And unfortunately, our nation, much more than other nations, 
the nations are kind of getting some of this stuff. But America's like we're we're like the Tower of Babel. We're, we're that light. Uh, uh, you know, anything in any insanity you want to find, just just land here and you'll find it. So God is listening and God is watching and, and God is taking the temperature. And what we're telling God is uh, we know that you said in the beginning, male and female created you. Uh, but we've decided uh, that uh, uh, we're going to change our gender. In fact, we decided we don't even have a gender. And so this, beloved, is going to cause God to move and begin to deal with these things. The spirit of Nimrod is at work today. The spirit of Sodom is alive. <clears throat> and uh, their conduct triggered a visit from God. And so what I'm declaring to you this morning, God is about to visit our society. Because he's not going to let this continue the way it is. Because there's precious lives involved. I mean, you know, they're after the new generation. They're after the children is what they're doing. You begin to see what they're teaching in the grade school, the arena there. Uh, it's very, very frightening what they're doing in the public libraries. Uh, you know, drag shows. All the insanity is all aimed at, at the children because they know if we can get them, we can change the social climate. Right? And so God says, I'm not going to let you get away with that. They were doing it at Babel. They were doing it in Sodom. But God says, you know what? Uh, those are my people. They belong to me. Let me know God will fight for us. Hallelujah. That's what those visitations were all about. God fighting for the future generation. Hallelujah. So God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And the history tells us that God visits when the social temperature is not correct. And we're living in a time where you cannot deny the social temperature is not correct. Maybe this morning the world, you know, I mean, they're trying to convince us that we're the crazy ones. Amen. That we're the ones who are not normal. Oh, you're a woman and you're acting like a woman. You're strange. Oh, you're a man and you're acting like a man. There's something wrong with you. And if we let them keep hammering on our mentality, uh, they might convince us. They ain't going to convince me. I ain't, listen, I ain't going to wear a dress. Not going to happen. Don't worry. You're not going to come to church one day, say, Pastor, lovely blue dress. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But our society is trying to change the spiritual temperature. And God is saying, I will not allow it to happen. God loves his creation. God loves his children. Hallelujah. And yes, listen, when, when, when they were born, there was a destiny attached to them. God says, I'm not going to let you rob that destiny. I have something for their lives. Our society has established its own morality. You can live any way you want to live. It's all acceptable. It's all nice. You don't have to worry. You have to abide by science and biology, all that old stuff. No, 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 no. We're the new generation. And they're forcing God to respond. Genesis 11, verse 8. <clears throat> it says, so the Lord God, so the Lord scattered them abroad 
from thence upon the face of the whole earth, and uh, they left off building the city. Genesis 19.25, And he overthrew the cities and all the plain of all the inhabitants of the cities that were grew up upon the ground. So this is God's record of visiting the Tower of Babel, uh, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. He says he scattered them. In other words, God came down and dismantled what they were building. God is going to come down and dismantle what our society is currently building. They're building something that is a very strange structure to the same mind. But God is going to come down and shake it, and it's all going to scatter. And I believe that this is what is going to cause a last day's revival. The Bible says before Christ returned, many people will get saved. And how many know nothing gets people's attention more than when their lives fall apart? What they've been trusting in, what they've been building on, what they've been promoting, when it all shakes and falls apart. Amen? Think about it, that's when we come and get saved, isn't it? When, when everything finally falls apart, when the last brick falls off, say, you know what? Maybe God can't help me. Amen? And so our society, they're building this tower without God, and they think they're going to make it to the, to the apex of the desire, but God is going to shake it and scatter everything. Think of what that's going to do to people's minds. Hey, I was trusting in this. They told me this would work. They told me that this was all right. And now I see that it's all nothing. And they're scattered looking for an answer. Amen. That's how I found God. Everything I was trusting in finally let me down. And I said, well, maybe, maybe I do need to, to, to go to church. Maybe I do need to trust God, and this is what God is about to do, beloved. All of the people in high places making all those decisions, God's about to expose them and shake everything they're building, and all the people that were trusting in it are going to see it was just a mirage. It's not real. It's make-believe. And then they're going to look for something stable. That's when they're going to find you and I. That's why it's so important that you maintain your gravity and your relationship with God. Don't let the world convince you that you're crazy. Don't let them convince you that you're the strange one. You're going to church again? So what's wrong with you? No, no, no. I'm the normal one, remember? I'm the normal one. You need to come where I'm going. But the day is coming when those people who know you, when everything they've trusted in is exposed as a lie and all falls apart, they're going to say, hey, uh, uh, you, you got, you're still going to that church. Yeah. My life is still stable. Because it's all about to shake now. God says, I've let them build the tower just high enough. So that when I shake it, everyone will, everyone will understand that I'm involved in this. You imagine the Tower of Babel. I don't know how high they had built it, but it must have been pretty high. They were feeling pretty confident. 
Nimrod said, I told you guys, we don't need that. No one, no one's God, that's old stuff. Look at this tower. Yeah. And then God said, and it scattered everybody's life had no direction. But God comes on the scene and causes people to flow to him. We've all got people that we love and we want to see them get out of the life they're involved in, but they, they seem to be trapped there, stuck there. They're mesmerized by the spirit of, of, the, of our society and our heart is to, to, to just reach and grab them out, but we can't seem to wake them up. God's going to wake them up. We need to be encouraged because God's about to bring a revival. He's going to shake everything and all the people are going to come to a reality. You know what? God is truth. God is true. And what we've been believing is a lie. And Micah chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, the prophet Micah, he says this, Prophesying, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, into the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. The law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This is a prophetic word about when society is shaken and people are looking for an answer. They're going to see that city on the hill, which is God. We listen. We've been deceived. We've been tricked. We thought that we could do this on our own, but by the mercy of God, God pulls back the cover. Right now, the devil has many people deceived. I mean, right up to the very highest levels in our government. To think, well, hey, they said this biological, this is this is that, and that. Yeah, so let's do this. And they're, they're deceived. But God's about to pull the covers, uh, and they're going to see that they need an answer that answer is going to be Christ. And when this great revival happens, when people that get, people get saved that you thought could never get saved, because we all know some of those people, right? So we know God is real, but that, I don't know if they can ever change. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's crazy. You know, it says Sam Britton, uh, you know, this guy, he says, I'm binary. I don't have any gender. God can save that man. God can save him. And his eyes could be open and realize, you know what, man, I've been building a tower in Babel. I need to get to the house of the Lord. Rachel Levine, God can save that man. He can do a miracle. Because he's able to shake things. And God's whole desire is to get everyone to flow to the house of the Lord. So I want you to be encouraged this morning that you're not the crazy one. Hallelujah. You're not strange because you're serving God. You're not strange because, dare I say it, you know your gender. You're not strange. You're right on target. You're right in line with God. And if you remain steady, listen, some of the people that you know 
I'm going to begin to inquire about how you're keeping your life together. Because God's about to shake our society. You watch in days to come, things are going to begin to unravel. All of the philosophies that they built together, you know, that they, they, they want to do now AI, artificial intelligence. And what they want to do, they, basically they want to program everything to say what they wanted to say. You do a Google search, it's going to say what they want. It doesn't, it's not going to say what the truth is. It's going to say what they programmed into it. And people are going to begin to, to understand, you know what? Uh, Google doesn't have all the answers. <laughs> you can Google everything you want to, amen, but it doesn't have all the answers. But God does. As we stand, keep our relationship with God intact, keep our prayer life faithfulness to the house of God it is then that we remain standing when everything else is falling and the Bible says they're going to see a city on the hill that's you Amen. their life is still together they still have joy they still have peace how are they doing that and you'll say you know what Jesus it's the God I've trusted amen hallelujah Let's bow our heads for just a moment this morning. When God visits. Our challenge this morning, beloved. Not let our minds be bent by the philosophies of this world. One of the most seducing and subtle spirits that is launched against the Christian mind is to convince us oh they don't have a gender but God made them that way and when we start to embrace that philosophy what we're saying is that God has made a mistake if God made a mistake then he's no longer God see we have to stand our ground I'm not saying that we'd be obnoxious uh, to people, I'm not saying that uh, we be little people, uh, but what I'm saying is we cannot accept that what they're doing is normal. We have to say God is normal. And the pressure will be to bow down to, well, God made them that way and God made them that way. No, God makes things perfect. We must fight to keep our minds correct. God is true and everyone else is a liar because that's what's going to keep you standing bright in the midst of all of your social connections when they look and see your life is intact is going forward you're blessed you're growing they're gonna say how have you done that you'll say it was God who did a miracle in my life we're going to open the altars this morning, amen. If you're not saved, you're watching online, you don't know Christ, now is the time to respond, to give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe as you're serving God this morning, uh, the enemy has grabbed your mind to try to convince you uh, that the things you believe are not true. This morning, Jesus Christ is going to help you. Let's all stand this morning. You come, you get a hold of God this morning. If you're watching online, you're not saved, you're not a Christian, you're not born again, but you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in a prayer of faith this morning. 
Reestablishing your relationship with Christ or starting it this morning up, all you have to do is repeat after me in faith, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin. And I'm asking you to forgive me, to come into my heart, to deliver me, to set me free. I believe your death on the cross paid the price for my sin and that your resurrection validates my eternal life. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God this morning for his faithfulness. I really believe God's about to shake our society. Some people's lives are about to fall apart. Some of them may be friends, may be family, but they're going to look to you and say, you know what, can you tell me about that God you've been serving? And we need to have an answer and be ready to say, you know what, Jesus can help you. That's what he did in my life. My life had fallen apart, but God helped me. And uh, listen, I'm telling you, it's coming. Right around the corner, God's going to shake everything. All of the false philosophies, all of the insanity is going to come tumbling down. And everyone is going to scatter looking for an answer. Thank God for Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Father in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's all stand this morning. If you're here this morning, you need prayer for anything. I want you to come. I want to pray for you. God will help you this morning. Anybody at all, you need prayer for anything? How about you, sister? Okay. You'll have something called standing in proxy. In other words, you can stand in faith and pray for someone that you care about. Okay? So this morning, you're going to stand in proxy for your husband. Because God's, listen, God's not finished with him. Okay? God's going to shake some things in his life, but that's only to let him know, you know what? I've been hanging on to the wrong things. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, Lord, as our sister stands in proxy this morning, God, that you would do a miracle. God, you see the strongholds in his life. We're asking you, God, to reach down this morning, God, and shake him free from those things. Lord, we bind every strategy of hell against his mind, against his heart. Lord, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could even ask or imagine this morning. And God, we lay him before you in faith. God, resurrect him. God, use him. Heal him, God. Stir his spirit for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. How are you, sister? What do you need prayer for? Okay. Are you seeing any change? Yes. Okay. Amen. That's the important thing. Exactly. Amen. Let's pray. Give me hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, for this family, Lord, for the work that you've begun. And, Lord, we know that the work that you do is a perfect work, even in your time. And Father, I'm asking God a continuing softening of the heart, a healing of the wounds, 
God, even the balm of Gilead, your healing salve, the wounds that have transpired, God, you're able to make all things new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. One up, Chuck. Hallelujah. <clears throat> okay. Well, we're going to bind that spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we're agreeing together in prayer with our brother this morning. God, Lord, even that you begin to shake, Lord God, the lives of these leaders, Lord. Get their attention, God. Cause them to see truth, Lord. Yes, yes. Cause them to repent of the rebellion towards you. Lord, open their eyes, Lord. And we're asking this morning, God, if they will not change, God, that you'd remove them. God, that you would do a miracle. Lord, change the spiritual climate of our nation, God, of our city. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We're, gonna, we're about to see revival. God's about to do something. But see, I, I preach it because when you see everything fall apart around you, don't get, don't get concerned. That's just God doing that so the people will come to him. And it's going it's to take place. Uh, and when you see it, you say, well, that's exactly what the pastor was talking about. Okay. All right, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you this morning, God, for your faithfulness to help us. We thank you for your word, God. We pray that you continue to overshadow, protect us, and bring us back safely again. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you this morning.